If you have your Bible, John chapter 4. Let's go there together this morning. I'm just going to kind of sit here today, uh, share, share a few things with you. And um, I'm excited about the word that God has given me for this morning. And we're starting a new series, Soul Search. And over the month of January, we're going to be looking at the longing of the human soul. How Jesus is the only one that can truly satisfy this longing. This morning we're going to talk about spiritual thirst. Um, John chapter 4. You know, many millennials today, they say, consider themselves spiritual but not religious. There's a very deep longing uh, in the heart of not just young people, but I believe every Canadian. I believe even people here this morning. Those of us who have walked with Jesus for a number of years, as well as those who might be exploring faith or new to faith. And this is going to be a great month to invite friends and neighbors. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to be hearing uh, all about God's purpose for your life. You know that Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life, was one of the best-selling books of all time, uh, New York Times bestseller, because people are longing for understanding why they were created and, and what they were created for. And we're going to be looking at identity as well. Um, rather, sorry, next week's identity, and then uh, where's next week purpose? I can't remember, but we're going to be talking about identity and purpose, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of great things in this series. So just be a part of this this month, and uh, feel free to uh, to bring somebody along with you who I believe these messages are going to speak to. So John chapter 4. I want to talk this morning about how God... He's the one that gives us a spiritual thirst, but he quenches that thirst by his presence. He, the only way to satisfy a, a spiritual thirst is by his presence. And Jesus can turn, I believe, this is what I want to talk about this morning, he can turn our spiritual thirst into, I believe, a spiritual passion uh, for him. And it all has to do with encountering Christ. And we're going to look at that this morning. John chapter 4, Jesus encounters a woman at the well. And this is a familiar scripture uh, for those of us who've, who've maybe read it several times, walking with the Lord for a number of years. Might be new to some here today. But John chapter 4, and let's look at it together. This is what it says. Verse 4. Now, he had to go through Samaria. It says he had to go through. I want to just pause right there. The Father had called Jesus to go uh, through Samaria. The, the regular route would have been uh, on their route. They were traveling um, and to Galilee, but they would have had to you know, go around typically, but, but there was a way that they could go through, but not many people, especially Jewish rabbis and others, would not go through and find their way through Samaria, but he had to go through. I, I believe that there are times as we follow God that God puts something on our hearts that we have to do. And it has to do, in this case, with Jesus meeting and encountering this Samaritan woman. And as he encounters her, there was a call from the Father to go uh, through this region. Verse 5, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, who was tired from his journey, he sat down by the well. Isn't that good to know that Jesus got weary too? <laughs> He can identify with our weariness and our weakness. And he sat down by this well, and it was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? 
His disciples had gone into the town to buy some food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given it to you. Living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as also his sons and and his livestock? And Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up into eternal life. I want to talk to you this morning about spiritual thirst. Let's just pray together. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, God, that you have put inside of each one of us a thirst and a desire to know you, to know your presence. And God, I pray today that you would meet us in this place, Lord, that the longings of our heart and our soul, as we enter into this new year, God, that you would reposition and realign, Lord, our hearts After you, God, as the deer pants for water, so my soul thirsts after you, Lord God. We desire and we know, Lord, that you are the one who fulfills. We pray, God, that you would do something supernatural in us. We pray, Lord, today that, Lord, as we thirst for you, Lord God, that you would give us a fresh passion for you and for sharing your love. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. Have you ever been really, really thirsty? Um, maybe uh, you just you were out exercising, or you're you're out at the gym, or you're out working in the yard. I came in from snow shoveling last night. I I did my late night snow shovel. How many people did a late night and an early morning snow shovel? Yeah, and I came in last night, and uh, I was so thirsty, and I drank a couple of big glasses of water uh, before I went to bed. Not a very good idea, um, but you know. When you're exercising or you're thirsty, there's nothing that you can think about more than just fulfilling that thirst with, with a drink. And I remember being on a hike a number of years ago, our young adult ministry, when I was a youth pastor in Vancouver, youth young adult pastor, we went hiking up on Mount Seymour, and, and I remember packing one bottle of water for that whole hike. It was August, it was hot, and on, on the way, halfway up there, I'd already finished my water, and we had to hike all the way to the top and all the way down, but all I could think about for the last 20 minutes of that hike was, I've got to have water, I've got to have water, I've got to get a drink. And we all have a thirst naturally, but we also have a spiritual thirst, um, the problem is, is that in our lives we try to fill, fulfill that spiritual thirst with things that are, that are not necessarily things that are, are going to be satisfying. We, we think that if we maybe focus on our career or we focus on those material things, we just came through a very materialistic time at Christmas where there's all kinds of, of things and all kinds of gifts that maybe we were anticipating or maybe we had some spending money and we buy some clothes and it's nothing wrong with, with buying some clothes or enjoying some things that God gives us, some material things. But sometimes in, the, in our lives, those things can become misguided and we become very thirsty. And we think, if I could just get in the 
to this kind of relationship, if I could just have this kind of experience, if I could just go on this kind of a trip, if I could just have these kind of clothes or, or these kinds of things in my life. And, and somehow we feel like we have a thirst for, for significance, for feeling uh, connection, for feeling fulfillment, for feeling purpose in our lives. Our souls crave and our souls thirst for significance and value. And, and we try to find them in all kinds of things, don't we? And we long and we hunger, but what happens is when we finally, if we are putting our focus on these things, when we finally get into that place and we get that new thing or we have that new experience or we get that new promotion at work, all of a sudden we feel thirsty again because our souls are focusing on things that are not satisfying. And this is a common problem for, for people, for humans. We, we long and we thirst to fulfill these things in our lives. And we long for experiences, and we find that at the end of the day, they're not ultimately very fulfilling, are they? The scripture says, For my people have done two evil things. And this is in the human heart, the human nature. They've abandoned me, this is God speaking, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. The people of God in this time, Jeremiah, as he was bringing prophetically this word to God's people, they, they had abandoned God as their source, their living water, and they had dug for themselves dirty wells. Isn't it true in our lives that we can so quickly gravitate towards trying to fulfill our spiritual thirst with things that don't satisfy This is in the human heart. This is how we are prone to, to wander in our lives. And we find this woman in John chapter 4, and this woman who Jesus meets at the well, uh, although she was coming naturally for water, to, to fill her, her water containers full for the day, she had a, a deeper need, and Jesus saw through that need. Like this woman, uh, you and I uh, sometimes just try to fulfill our, our physical need, but deeper Deeper inside of us, we have a spiritual need that Jesus sees. And I I believe this morning that Jesus sees that spiritual thirst. He sees that need in your life and in my life. And it's like so many people, she was trying to fix the issues of her life. And we find out later in this text, and we'll read just in a moment, that this this lady, uh, she was coming to the well later in the day, uh, likely because she did didn't want to be part of the crowd. You see, the women would come early in the day, typically in this time. They would come early before the heat of the day to get water. And the women would probably gather around, and it was kind of like that water cooler at work, or it was like, it was like Facebook back then, and they would all chat. And, and they didn't have social media, and so they would just gather together, and they would talk with each other, and they would chat around the water well. But this woman, in particular, I don't think she felt very comfortable. It was likely that she wasn't very comfortable because of the lifestyle that she lived. She was a, a woman who, who was very much uh, seeking her approval by, by men. She was trying to fill a spiritual thirst in her life. And we find out, and we're going to read in a moment, that, that these were uh, things that she had in her life that were trying to fulfill her spiritual thirst. They were relationships. She was prone to trying to seek after relationships to fulfill her, her thirst. And Jesus, though, as he met this woman who came in the middle of the day, 
he was on a journey and Jesus found himself there. The disciples have gone off to find some food and he encounters this woman. And even more importantly, this woman encountered him, encountered his presence in this place. I want us just to notice a few things this morning that happened as this lady encountered Jesus. First of all, she encountered Jesus and she encountered his grace and his truth. There's a couple applications as we look at some of these points this morning. First application is that each one of us can encounter Jesus in grace and truth in our own lives. And we need grace and we need his truth. But also this morning we can apply it to how we can share the love of Jesus with others. The vision of our church is to love all people to Jesus. And there is a city full of people that are spiritually thirsty. And so I want us to apply personally in our lives this morning how we can come to Jesus and as we encounter his presence, he, he mobilizes us and empowers us and impassions us for the great commission which we can go. And he can be our model this morning as we see how he encounters and interacts with this lady. And so Jesus meets this lady. Uh, John says earlier in his gospel, he says that the word became flesh who came from the Father full of grace and truth. This is our Lord. This is Jesus. He is full of grace and truth. And as he encounters the lady at the well, even though her life was full of mistakes and failure, and she was seeking her spiritual thirst in relationships and in men, Jesus meets her with incredible grace. He didn't meet her with judgment. He didn't say to her, listen, you got a whole bunch of things wrong in your life. Let me tell you what they are. He just listened to her. He just opened up a conversation with her. And no matter what is going on in your life today, no matter where you are at spiritually, and even as we encounter other people in our city and in our community, as we look at this new year, new opportunities to to love on people and to reach people, let's be like our Savior. Let's be like Jesus, full of grace and truth. Look what he says here. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here. She, see, she was desiring what Jesus was offering her, which was living water. He says, listen, if you get this water from the well, you're going to be thirsty again, but I want to give you something supernatural. I want to give you something living. I want to give you some life. And she said, I want this water. And he told her, he says, then go call your husband and come back. She says, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is that you have five husbands. And the man that you now have is not your husband. And what you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. So Jesus, as he encounters this woman, she's full of shame, likely. She's full of all kinds of pain in her life. And Jesus prophetically sees into her life, speaks into her world, says, listen, I understand that you have a deep longing, a deep thirst in your life, but rather than being abrasive and rather than just uh, just going after her, he opens up a relationship with her. The fact that a Jewish rabbi would even be talking to a woman, never mind a Samaritan woman, was probably already blowing her away, that Jesus met her with, with love and met her with relationship and not with judgment and condemnation. But then prophetically, he sees right into her life. He sees the longing that's deep inside of her. He sees really what her need is. 
her deepest need, her spiritual thirst. And Jesus meets her with grace and with truth. How many are thankful that God is full of grace and truth? As he meets you and me, as he encounters your life, as he deals with the issues of our own lives. You see, we all have things in our own lives, ways that we try to fill that spiritual thirst. And Jesus meets this lady with incredible grace and truth. We all need grace. We all need the grace of God. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that all we like sheep have gone astray. This morning, receive his grace in your life today. Let the Lord encounter you with fresh grace in your life. Today, receive his grace. Also, we need to receive the truth of God's word in our lives. Chasing things. Sometimes we chase things that don't satisfy. And Jesus, although he approached this woman with beautiful grace, he also approached her with truth. He said, listen, here are some things that are happening in your life. You're, you, you have five husbands. And, and the, the one, the man that you're with now, he's not even your husband. And and he, he called her on the areas of her life where she was lacking. But he did it in such beautiful grace. You see, sometimes people say, well, I just want all the grace that God has for me. But they're not willing to deal with the truth of God's word. Let God's word speak truth to you as well. As he speaks his grace to you, God also speaks truth to you. And let God's truth come through in your life today. What grace and what truth is God speaking to you about in your life currently? What kind of grace and what kind of truth is he speaking to you about today? You know, I met a, a, a guy uh, just a couple months ago. I was at a, a gathering at someone's house, and we, we began talking. His name was Josh, and he told me a little bit of, about his story. And he, he was somebody who was raised in a very abusive home, and his father would, would curse at him and swear at him basically daily. And at a young age, somebody shared Jesus with him, and he, he came to a place in his life where he began to receive uh, the, the gospel message, the good news that Jesus died for his sin. And so he became a baby Christian, and he received the grace of God in his life. But he really began to struggle as he began to walk with God. He was kind of on again and off again, and he found himself serving God, and then he would go back to his old lifestyle. Until finally, a friend of his, a mentor, says, listen, spend some time in God's word. And allow God's word to, to really become rooted in your life. And so he received the grace of God. But then as he began to basically pour his, his mind and his thinking and his heart into the word of God, the truth of God's word solidified what God was doing in his life. You see, Jesus came to this lady with grace and truth. And it's important that we receive the grace of God. But what is the truth of God's word that he is speaking to your life today? For this year, what are some of the truths of God's word? What areas of obedience? We, we read that scripture from De- Deuteronomy 28 that God desires to bless you and me. But it, it's, it's all linked into as we obey, as we follow his voice. Now listen, none of us are going to obey God with, with perfection. This is why we need his grace as well. But in our lives, as God calls us in grace and truth, we're able to, to uh, follow him with incredible uh, breakthrough in our lives as we align God's word and align God's grace into our lives with with the truth of who Jesus is. And so Jesus, he said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. The invitation is for you and me. The invitation is to come and to drink and to be in his presence. 
Second thing I want us to notice this morning is Jesus offered her relationship and not religion. When we have a, a longing and a spiritual thirst in our lives, uh, it, it, we don't need more religion. Religion doesn't fix uh, anything wrong in our hearts or in our lives. And there's a lot of people today that, that right away will go to, to religion or to a religious format or mindset. And even as followers of Christ, we need to be careful that we don't just get into being religious, but that as we hunger and thirst for, for more of God in our lives, that we approach God in that place of relationship because that's what he invites us into. And so right away, this woman at the well, as Jesus begins to confront these things in her life with grace and with truth, right away she just begins to say, well, she's, she begins to change the topic and she begins to talk about religion. It's very interesting. Isn't that interesting when, when there's conviction in our lives and when God begins to speak to us about things at times, it's just a lot easier just to go to religious things or to change the topic. And she says, well, listen, you know, you're Jewish and, and you worship God in Jerusalem and, and we're, I'm a Samaritan and we worship God on this mountain. And she begins to talk about different forms of worship and the ways that they, they worship and how they're different. And, and I believe that perhaps as she was feeling the grace and the truth of Jesus in her life and her soul was so longing and so thirsty for this living water. But even in that place, she began to, to perhaps just feel the conviction of God's love and the conviction of his grace in her life. And, and she, but she begins to change the subject. And Jesus, then he just kind of strips it all back and he says, listen, you're never going to fulfill this longing, this spiritual thirst in your life by just becoming more religious. It's not about religion. And this is what Jesus says. He says, yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. And the woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus declared, I am the one to you. I am he. I am the Messiah. And Jesus just said to her, I'm the one that you're looking for. You don't have to find God in a religious form or in, in any other kind of, of ritual. Listen, you can't find God by, by you know, seeking him uh, with, with filling your life with all kinds of relationships and all kinds of other things that, are, that your soul is longing for. You, can't, you, you won't find the living water by chasing things down in your own life, your own way. But you also won't find God just through religious form and, and trying to be that good person, that perfect person. You will only find what your soul is looking for. You will only find the living water that Jesus offers by coming to him and coming to his presence. And Jesus says, listen, you're looking at the source right here. I am the source of what you are looking for. I am the living water that you so desire. This woman had been chasing med. She'd been chasing all kinds of things in her life, and now she found the one man, Jesus, who could actually fill her spiritual thirst. And Jesus offers that to her in relationship. He offers that to you and to me today. As we enter into a new year, let's not allow ourselves to, to get into mindsets 
where we're trying to chase down things. And listen, even those of us who have walked with Jesus for many, many years, we can so easily get into the trap of thinking to ourselves, if I only had this, or if I could only do this better, if I only could acquire these things in my life, or have this kind of position, or this kind of influence. But let's let the voice of the Spirit again today remind us as we enter into a new year, I am the one, I am the source, I am what you need, I am what you are longing for. I am, what, I am what you need. I am the one, the only one that can quench the thirsty, thirsty soul that you have. And he offers you and me relationship. It's so beautiful. It's interesting to look at John. We're in John chapter 4, but in John chapter 3, uh, Jesus meets Nicodemus. And it's beautiful to see how Jesus meets Nicodemus, who was a very religious man. Uh, you know, he, he was the, the man who came to him at night because he, he didn't want anybody to see what was going on. And he was a religious man coming. And Jesus says, listen, it's not religion that's going to save you. You must be born again. You, you, must, you must, again, come to a place of, of newness and relationship. You, you must come to a, a revelation that I am what you need. And then we see in John chapter 4, our text today, that it wasn't this perfect religious man trying to do all the perfect things in life, trying to work his way to God. It wasn't him coming to to Jesus in the middle of the night. Now it was a woman who was completely on the other scale, not overly interested in religion, Although she had some form of religion, she had some, as a Samaritan, she would have had some context of a Messiah, a kind of a vague, kind of a, a very, um, kind, of a, uh, kind of a broad picture of a religious background. But she was a woman who was coming in a place of living in rebellion. And even there, whether it's re- religion or rebellion, Jesus said, I am what you're longing for and I am what you're thirsting for. And finally, this morning, we see then that her spiritual thirst becomes a spiritual passion. I believe that when we truly come to that place of receiving the truth and the grace of Jesus and we receive that beautiful relationship that he offers us, that he is the source of living water, that our spiritual thirst actually becomes a spiritual passion in our lives because we're filling that thirst with Christ And the more that we fill that thirst with Jesus, the more passionate we become for Jesus. You know, we all struggle at times, don't we, with passion for God. And the big question is, how in the world do I get a greater passion for Jesus in my life? Because we feel these moments at times where it's like, oh man, I'm on fire for God and I'm passionate for his kingdom and I'm in the word and I'm I'm pressing into those things that God has called me to. And, And then we drift and we find other times that our passion is waning. Could it be that when our passion is waning, that we are digging for ourselves dirty cisterns and dirty wells? Could it be in our lives, should we maybe take note, should we maybe kind of come up a little bit and look around in our lives and say, when my spiritual fervor and when my spiritual passion for the Lord starts decreasing, could it be that I'm trying to fill my spiritual thirst in my own way? And then when our spiritual passion is on fire, when we're on fire for God, when we're serving him, when we are in love with Jesus, could it be then that we are truly finding what our soul longs for at the very source himself, spending time with Jesus in his presence? 
I believe our spiritual thirst becomes our spiritual passion as we allow the Holy Spirit to, to fill us with living water. This lady's spiritual thirst became a spiritual passion. The disciples came back at some point and they went off to get some food. And, and they came back and, and, and they're asking Jesus all these questions. And verse 28 says, Then leaving her, her water jar, the woman then went back to the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything that I ever did. I want you to notice a few things. When she encountered Jesus, her soul was so thirsty for all kinds of things in her life. But when she truly encountered the living water, the reason why she came in the first place for water, it says that she actually left her water jug sitting there right by the well. Her, her own physical need for water, it became so much less important because she truly met the living water, Jesus himself. And she became so passionate about what Jesus had imparted into her life, that encounter with Jesus, that relationship with Jesus, the grace and truth that met her in that moment, the relationship, not the religion. She was so impacted by Jesus, the source of this beautiful living water, that she left the jug right beside the well. And she ran right away, passionately, wanting to tell other people, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. That's a pretty vulnerable place to be. To think about the fact that Jesus Christ, he knows everything that you ever did. And she's excited about this. This could be be a little bit uncomfortable. You think about for a moment everything that you ever did, even over this past two weeks. The good and the bad. You think about how vulnerable that is before the Lord. That God knows all the good things that you thought and said, but he also knows all the ways that you have sinned and you've fallen short and you've messed up and you've let others down, you've let yourself down, you've let God down. But this woman, rather than feeling condemned and shameful, no longer was she carrying shame, but she had been freed by the living water himself, Jesus Christ. Grace and truth encountered her relationship, not religion, and she went passionately telling people, listen, I found somebody. I found the man that I have been looking for my whole life. It it wasn't the the five husbands that she already had. It wasn't the, the sixth man that she was living with. It was the seventh man, Jesus. The perfect man. The one for her. And she said, this man has not made me feel shame. This man has not made me feel bad about myself. This man has has fulfilled the longing of my soul. What my soul has been searching for, I have found in Jesus. And he knows everything about me. And friends, she was not even for one moment afraid to let people know that Jesus knew everything about her. She wasn't any longer locked in shame. She wasn't any longer locked in the lifestyle that she used to live. She was so freed when she encountered the presence of Jesus in her life. She was freed to be herself. What her soul was thirsting for and longing for was found in Christ. And he set her free. Come, meet a man that knows everything about me. Because there's nothing to hide. 
because he loves me and he forgives me. You know, we feel guilty and we feel bad about sin. And when we sin, we feel that sense of guilt and shame. But when we encounter Jesus, when we encounter this beautiful living water full of grace and truth, offering us relationship with the Father, whether we're Nicodemus coming at night or we're a woman, adulterous woman, coming in the middle of the day because she didn't want to be the topic of conversation with the ladies in town. When we encounter Jesus, he sets us free. And we don't have to carry shame around any longer. Shame is something that I believe God wants to break off of your life and my life this year in a new way. Come and meet a man (laughs) that knows everything about me and he loves me. Guilt is when we feel bad about something that we did. And when we bring that before the Lord, we feel conviction and we feel, God, you know, I need to bring this to you. But listen, when God forgives you, he forgives you. Shame is when you feel bad about who you are. And the enemy loves to keep you in that place of shame. This lady was freed of all of her guilt and all of her shame. She was a new person. She, like Nicodemus, had become born again, putting her trust in Jesus. Her spiritual thirst became a spiritual passion in her life for others to tell others about Jesus Jesus his love his grace his truth set her free a relationship with Jesus is the remedy for spiritual thirst and it fuels spiritual passion in our lives and I believe that as we look at this new year that God desires for us to be passionately in love with him passionately sharing our faith with other people. As we, as a church, love all people to Jesus, well, how do we do it? We just listen. We don't argue. We just listen. Just how Jesus encountered the woman at the well. He just loved her. He just listened to her. He found common ground with her. He didn't judge her. He met her with grace, but with truth that she needed the Savior, that he was the one that she was longing for and thirsting for, He met her in that place and he offered her relationship, not religion, not fitting into a program. And in that place where she received, she said, this man knows me, this man loves me, this man has freed me. In that place of thirst in her life, as she filled that thirst and that longing with the presence of Jesus, she became passionately on fire for him. So beautiful. And I believe that that's what God desires to do in you and me in this next year. He desires for us to be passionately in love with him, passionately sharing our faith with other people. I'm going to ask Michael to come back at this time. Passionately sharing the love and the grace of Jesus with people all around us. The disciples said to Jesus, what's going on? We brought you some food. And Jesus said, listen, I already have some food here. I have some food that you don't know anything of. In other words, Jesus was saying, listen, I had to come to Samaria. God put it on my heart for this this woman to receive grace and truth and freedom for her soul. 
And Jesus said then to his disciples, he says, listen, some of you guys say the harvest is coming, but he said, look, it's still, it's not just four months. Don't say it's just four months till the harvest. He says, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. I wonder at this point, the woman went back to her town and she began to tell everybody about this man that she met Jesus. I wonder that as Jesus, maybe as they were meeting together and they were discussing these things, I wonder if Jesus almost said, hey, guys, look up over there. Look up over in that direction towards Samaria and see that the fields are white as to harvest. See, in those days that they would often wear white garments and white robes. I wonder if it was a line of people, it was a crowd of people that were coming to meet Jesus that this woman was inviting. I wonder if he said, guys, look up, the fields are white and they are ripe. And here they come. And it was her passion because her thirst was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Are you lacking in spiritual fervor? Are you lacking in spiritual passion today in your life? Come to the water. Come to the living water he has for you. Are you in need of healing? Are you in need of forgiveness today? Are you in need of grace? Are you in need of God's presence and God's mercy in your life today? And as we enter this new year, we can, like the woman at the well, we can leave behind who we used to be. And we can enter into a new year, into a new season saying, hey, Jesus loves me. He died for me. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And I choose to trust in him. I choose to receive his mercy. I choose to receive his grace today. I choose to receive this living water in my life? Are you thirsty for him today? Does your soul long for something that you've not been able to satisfy in your life? I believe today that your soul thirsts for Jesus, that our human soul was created to thirst and to hunger and to long for God as a deer pants for water. So my soul longs for you, O Lord, as the deer pants for water. Just let me read this to you this morning. Isaiah 55. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The call this morning is God saying, if you're thirsty, come to me. If you're hungry, I'm what you're looking for. Come. There's, there's, there's no hoops that you have to jump through. It's just, it's free. It's living water. And today, God is offering that to you. I'm going to ask Michael just to lead us. We sang this earlier in the service, uh, just to the river. And I would just ask you this morning, as we conclude this time, is your soul longing? Is your soul thirsty? And if it is, I would just call you this morning whether it would be maybe the very first time in your life where you would say, look, I've been looking for all kinds of things in my life. I've, Like that old song used to say, I've been looking for love in all the wrong places. 
or it could be that you have walked with the Lord for years, but you would say at the beginning of this new year, Lord, my soul is thirsty for you. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul, God, it longs for you. I want more of you. I want more of you. And let Jesus break off condemnation over your life. Let Jesus break off shame. Let Jesus break off maybe some patterns from this past year that that you would honestly say, listen, I've been carrying them around. I've been ashamed of them. But like this woman who encountered Jesus at the well, you could say, listen, I met a man who knows everything about me and he still loves me. And he has forgiven me. And he's filled the longing of my soul. Let's just reflect as Michael leads us in this song today and then we're going to pray together just in a moment. But Let's just make this our prayer.